0: You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission—it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we talk to Tim Gambles. Tim is a musician and a runner. How cool is that? I think he's the first musician runner that we've had on the podcast. And he says that if it wasn't for running, he doesn't think he'd be a musician. So that's really interesting. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, I am absolutely over the moon because I finally get to speak to Mr. Tim Gambles. Welcome, Tim.
1: Hello, how are we doing?
0: <laughs> really good. I have actually been badgering, Tim, I don't know, six months or so.
1: <laughs> oh, probably, It's but yeah, it's been a while.
0: <laughs> I've been very persistent. In fact, it might be longer than that. <laughs> go. I'm so glad that you're here, out especially as you're going to leave the state where we can talk about that in a minute. Not that you, we couldn't have done this no matter where you were in the world, but um, it is nice to know you're only just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> while i'm talking to you all right for those people out there who don't know who you are let's wind it back a bit and tell us where you grew up and what that was like for you
1: yep yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty well tassie born and bred um i did live abroad for a few years in new zealand but most of the time i've spent my life here um i've been in terms of running i've been doing it since i was about five years old when mum and dad would take me along to Launceston Running Club and, and all of those. And, and various school stuff that we always do, you know, the school yeah. cross-country. used to, like, love the athletics carnival and all of that.
0: Do you remember what you thought about it when you were young, this, that running or just sport in general? Was it something you looked forward to when you were a kid?
1: And, like, as a kid being very competitive, like uh-huh. wanting to always try and sort of, go as best as I could sort of thing definitely always had a sprint finish (laughs) definitely (laughs) no matter what.
0: (laughs) So I happen to know you've got um, a brother who's quite good at sport did that can you remember thinking about that when you were a kid as well was there any kind of competition in your head even though he's a little bit older than you?
1: No not uh, the age gap between us is um, I think it's 16 years or 17 years so in terms of competitiveness no but definitely the example that it sets in terms of doing sports um and my dad was very much the same and my mum's the same too like uh, pretty much everyone in my family at some point has done sport or continues to do sport
0: yeah Ever level that is so cool because there are a lot of people who can't say that because once people get to an adult um they often don't continue they think sport is something that kids do and so you've been really lucky I think to have so many so many adults in your life like that
1: yeah yeah a lot of people get in that trap of you just do it while you're at school and then that's it
0: yeah yeah definitely so you left school what did you do then
1: so I finished my last week of college so grade 12 college and I think before I'd even got into exams I went straight into being a full-time musician and um started on trying to get regular um gigs and shows and being able to make a living uh just from doing that and and then I did I continued that on for um right up until COVID so what's it was about four or five years.
0: Mm. Wow so we I mean that for most people that's like something they do as a hobby unless something yeah. you know amazing happens and then they can you know take it further obviously but it to everybody in the outside world that appears to be something that I, that happens rarely you know that they, that people get to take that passion for music or acting or one of those kind of things into a much bigger circle and it does seem that you've been able to at least in in our space here in Tassie and to a degree in Australia as well been able to um, make a few more steps in that direction why do you think that is is it just well, persistence
1: <laughs> well there's obviously going to be some of that like i'm more than happy to annoy my way into getting into things hundred percent um but like i think what you're saying there with people sort of not really understanding or maybe thinking oh wow that's massive how are you earning a, a money uh, earning all your money from that is probably because there's so many different levels you can be a professional musician. Like it's not all just superstars. Um, uh, I have a few musician friends, and we talk about this quite a bit. And we we talk about a few different concepts on what what makes a successful musician or yeah. a professional. If you're earning enough to be a living, that's the first stage. Like be a multi-million dollar superstardom kind of thing it's if you're just earning a decent wage like you would at any other job then yeah that's what you do and then it can go there and then and then we're talking about what what makes a successful musician well you know if you had a thousand fans who are willing to spend a hundred dollars a year on you that's quite uh, some very good wage actually that's, that's pretty good. like a lot of are very content with that and it suddenly doesn't sound that ridiculous getting a thing worldwide doesn't seem like some ridiculous sort of goal to try and have and so I think people sort of they skip all that part of it and go straight to like that superstardom level of musician which we'd all love I, I mean myself I'd love to get to that too and I'm going to still aim for it but there are different tiers of this sort of mm. I do, definitely.
0: Hmm. And, you know, as, as you pointed out, success is not, that it's a very relative term. It's not, um, success for one person is is completely different for, to the success for another person. There's somebody who just wants to go down and, and sing at the beach or busk occasionally or whatever, and if that is what they really want to do, that's successful. So yeah. It's interesting. It's good that you put it that way. Um, yeah there is something about having a career in in the, this kind of work that you do that seems to almost be anti um, sport or running because it's always it's it's in that or well, most of it appears to be and that's the problem we probably all have perceptions and stuff and that is that it's all at nighttime and you don't get a lot of sleep and how does that then fit with any sort of you know ability to maintain a you're running or whatever it
1: is you're doing. Yeah. So I definitely I think the first thing to realize is that I think one of the big reasons that sport is so separate to music is that it actually starts at school. It's those kind of little groups that you get into. So it's it's the jocks and the musos, you know, or you know, that kind of separation that you end up with. And I always kind of floated in both. And because I come from a sporty family, but my family's actually very musical too. Um highly trained classical pianist and dad's a very good singer and guitarist and can pretty much pick up any instrument and play it um, plus my siblings have all played at some point and, and and various things so my family was doing both so i never saw saw that kind of divide that i yeah. think a lot of people do so when i talk to musicians and they're like what why do you run or why do you do that stuff like it's, it seems so strange to them I think it's because they were kind of alienated from it. There was, there was such separation, probably right back starting in school and then onwards, you know, you either go off and play footy or you go to the music room and you don't do both.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's really interesting. Yeah. What, what about, like, because your this sort of music that you're doing is like it's pub, it's night stuff. <laughs> it's, it tends to be yeah. night stuff. I know that you do do day concerts and stuff like that too, but how does that fit? with um say training for an ultra marathon how do you fit it all in because this seems challenging
1: so i, I definitely i I'm, I'm the kind of person who takes things up and tends to start off with the idea of oh, i'll just do this for a bit of fun and mm-hmm. every now and then and i probably then get quite invested in it and running was definitely like that for me so I mean, it's just that it's that whole concept of if you want it enough, you just make it work. Mm-hmm. So I, I train and still do occasionally. Um, I would like finish a gig at midnight, go home, have something to eat, and then by one thirty, I'm out the door and I'm going to run it until four a.m. Wow. I, I did that regular all the time. Um, the, the one time you wouldn't catch me running actually was getting up early and going for a 6am run. I, I might be finishing one, but I would definitely not be heading off. Um, <laughs> so you just make it work. You know, my body clock was so used to being up at nights that even if I didn't have a show to play somewhere, I would probably still not leave till night time anyway.
0: Wow. So you just, I mean, I suppose what you're saying, you sort of said that before, is if you really want it, you fit it in around what you're doing. So obviously the music is really important because it's your career and the yep. running is really important for other reasons. So why is running important to you, which is a good question.
1: So it's actually the fact that it is so opposite. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, I, the, the work that I do, if we talk about my music work, people get to see the performances, they get to see the end products but what they're not saying 95% of the time I'm sat at a computer or I'm sat at my desk with an instrument or I'm you know I'm I'm very sort of stuck in one spot in a dark studio somewhere or you know like that kind of thing where that's where I'm actually putting in the hard work and it's kind of almost like look I'm not going to compare it to an office job because I I think it's a lot better and cooler but (laughs) into the mobility side of it and that kind of being stuck in one spot and not moving about for a day that's where it is similar. Like I can go into my studio at 10 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and I'll have lunch break at 12.30 for maybe half an hour and then I go back in and then I'm in there until 5.30, 6pm. And so running for me is that chance to then do something that is completely nothing to do with music. I don't even listen to music when I run for that exact reason because I'm trying to have a break. You know, I'm, I'm giving my ears a break from listening to stuff um I, I try and I, I'm really interested in running techniques. So I focus a lot on that because it's, then my brain's not thinking about my work and, and what gigs are coming or who I need to contact or song ideas or anything. It's a complete and full shut off from that.
0: That's interesting. I was going to ask you, what do you think about? So obviously um, what you think about is not. I, and then I thought maybe you write songs or something running, but obviously not.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I'm thinking about when I'm running is music. Wow. So which is-
0: do you, do you find you're staying in touch with your body? Like your, you know, do, cause I tend to do a check-in I've talked about a little bit on the podcast when I first start running, you know, just to see how my body's going and then, and then just be more mindful about where I am. I try and do that a bit more rather than listening to lots of stuff, which is a little bit like what you're saying. What kind of things do you think are going through your head if it's not the, you know, your day and music and all
1: that? The first thing that I think of is my technique. Like I'm, I am I'm really interested in that at the moment. and I've been, particularly in the last 12 months, I've just, for no other reason than to just try and be, you know, a better runner, but also be injury-free and enjoy it more. Um, I've been really interested in it. And so, I start off every run with probably like pretty much with that in mind. Okay. So how I I'm, I'm, go out the gate and it's okay. How's my form? Am I holding the right position? Am I going out too quick? Am I going out too slow um, for whatever run it is that I'm doing that day and, and, and so on. And that's sort of how I'll start to begin with. Definitely.
0: Mm. So what is your favorite kind of running? What do you like the most?
1: Uh, mountain climbing. So completely, technical trail so like my favorite race for those who know triple tops mountain run uh, is my all-time favorite run and is what got me into that style of running um i think i've done five wow i think it's something like that i've done around five of them maybe six five or six i'm not sure um and i really enjoy the technical descending in particular um Mm -hmm same thing again like when when you're flying down the hill as quickly as you can and it's no matter what level it is because it's relative again Mm -hmm. to your ability so whether so whatever the the best is that you can do when you're descending you've got to be fully focused you're 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 doing that one thing like as soon as your mind wanders you're going to fall or you're going to catch your toe on something or you're going to have to slow up or you know you're not going to do it as well and and so I really enjoy that too because it's, once again, it, it gives you one thing to focus on and that's, and that's all you're doing. There's nothing else, just that one thing, get down the hill.
0: I think that that run and that descent down the scree is my favourite.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's
0: controlled falling, is <laughs> what I call it. And, yes, you're right, yeah. you have to be, if, because the problem is if you're not focused, the results could be quite catastrophic.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, Definitely like it's quite funny. Like I, I haven't I've been pretty lucky. I've only had a couple of stacks um throughout when I've been running and the majority of majority of them have been on the flat because <laughs> I my brain off yeah. and I might started to wander a bit or I might have even work might have crept in or something. I don't know. Um and then I you know trip over.
0: You trip over nothing. Yeah, I yeah. do that <laughs> <laughs> and-
1: Happen. i'm more than comfortable to throw myself down something like triple tops and not fall
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm actually surprised because i don't even really like heights but i really like that controlled yep. falling and i don't i'm not worried because oh i trust myself i guess and i'm focused on either where yeah. my hand's going to grab a tree or my foot's going to land and that's it
1: <laughs> i think it's very different from heights as well because i'm actually a fan of heights either but I'm more than happy to run a ridge line or a cliff line or descend down something really steep or any of that because it, I'm on my own two feet. Like it's, I, I sort of trust that, but you'll never catch me going skydiving or bungee jumping or anything like that. You can you can keep all of those sort of things.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, so you love trails, especially ones that are in the mountains. Yep. How, how do you fit your training in at the moment around all this? busy what would seem like a it's not a crazy life but just a different it's a bit like shift work I suppose a different style of of life than than most people have.
1: It is a bit crazy at the moment because um, with obviously with COVID coming and the industry that I'm in it's not been exactly um, uh, an easy time and um, so for the first time since college I had to go and get another job because I I know
0: we've got the jobs, <laughs>
1: um, and which is at the running company, which is awesome because I then get to still be in something that I'm very interested in, and um, and so I'm very lucky to have gotten that. I could have been, you know, working at Woolies stacking shelves or something like that, and or doing something where I was sort of a bit more mind numbing, but I still get to do something I really enjoy. Yeah,
0: I'll,
1: I'm working that. I'm trying to record an album. I'm moving away to the uk in two and a half months with a one ticket to try and break out and do something there i'm getting as many gigs as i can before i go and i'm running <laughs> so yes it's completely crazy at the moment
0: so some people would say would that would be the first thing that they would drop would be the running i would think in that list that you just read out because none of the others seem very negotiable. Do do you think of running as negotiable in your life or is it a not negotiable?
1: It's a not negotiable because if I drop the running, then all the other stuff will eventually start to crumble as well. So running is such a good thing to focus your mind or give you that break when you might not actually give yourself the break. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm still exerting physically, but I'm giving my brain a break from stuff. And, And one of the things that I definitely fall in the trap of is that, I can lose track of time working on things and suddenly you know I've not slept properly for three nights in a row or Mm -hmm. I've I'm just burning myself out doing the exact same sort of stuff over and over working on my music working on my music and I'm not doing anything else and then I get to a point where it's like oh I can't I I need to go away like and you know I'll suddenly have a week where I can't go in the studio Mm -hmm.
0: so I've learned from
1: that in the past and so if I drop running that's the sort of consequence of that so no running's running has to stay definitely
0: we were talking just before we got on too about um physical reasons why running i mean i know you that you're talking just then about mental and physical to a degree so help you sleep and all that kind of stuff but even um like as a singer how running must also help i would think with the, the yeah. oxygen and your lungs and all yeah. that kind of stuff
1: absolutely and so i'm a frontman so I need to be able to perform I need to be able to not only hit my notes that I'm going to sing and all of that but do it while I'm entertaining a crowd running up and down the front of a stage Um, being a performer like which is a very physical thing like I'm exhausted after a show it's like doing a workout Mm -hmm. it's massively taxing so fitness is huge for me otherwise I'd be out of breath or I'd have to stand still and not be as good at performing. And I'm, I'm not really happy to do either of those. So, yeah, I definitely am very um, conscious of that.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. The picture that we have of a lot of people in, uh, what kind of music do you say that your music is?
1: Oh Well, I do, I do a range, but the main two that I do is a sort of a pop rock, kind of like, I guess, if you think of things like In Excess, Harry Styles, maybe even Queen influences, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I also play in a metal band, so like heavy-runs <laughs> sort of style metal. Um, the two main ones. So they're, they're both, both high-impact performances, definitely.
0: From, from the outside world, for those of us who are just full of um, – judgment's not the right word, but we, we perceive those worlds in a certain way. They don't yep. seem like the fittest people because they always seem to be, you know, excess drinking, excess – smoking excess whatever and i'm sure that's actually not true for a large percentage of them but you just get that feeling and that lack of sleep and all of that that it's just burns you out so quickly
1: yeah and once again it actually comes right back to what i said before is how much do you want it you can waste your time doing that side of things as a musician Hmm. um, because we've seen the big rock stars maybe do it in like 70s 80s 90s so on um or you can you know, have a better crack at it and not have those things get in the way. And for me too, cause I do take my running seriously and, and, you know, like I want to be better at it. The last thing I'm going to do is start doing drugs or t- drinking too much or any of that stuff. It'll stuff my running up. Yeah. Don't worry about willing.
0: your career. It's so your running. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I like being healthy, you know, like, so I think that's, that's for me personally, in terms of other musicians I know who, who still choose not to do those things, it's because of that whole career thing. You know, it's, it's once again people not sort of seeing that there's different levels of musician. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 you, you say the word musician and they picture whoever's the biggest person right now or they think of the greats and stuff like that who, yeah, a lot of them have done some, they've partied really, really hard um, and that's why we've learnt from it. <laughs> we look at that go yep that's probably not a great idea
0: (laughs) yes it is. it is interesting okay so what is it that you want to do with your running coming up have you got like goals and at the moment like I know you want to improve your form and it's good for um for helping with your singing and all of that but do you find that you're quite goal-driven with it
1: yeah I, I definitely need to either enter things or set some sort of challenge or something because um, it helps me because my, it's, it's that sort of, once again, it's that opposite thing. My music is very unpredictable. Um, A lot of the time I can get calls to go and do things out of nowhere. Um, I sleep at whatever time it is that I can fit it in rather than having a proper schedule. Like that, it is just a very unpredictable kind of thing. So if I can make my running really predictable by having a program because I'm aiming at a goal, it's really nice.
0: Yeah. So it's the thing that that sits around with a bit of stability for you in the background. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I know. No matter what's happening that week, I'm going to run four times and it's going to be these four sessions.
0: <laughs> I kind of know the answer to this question. I assume you don't run with people that often <laughs> because there aren't that many people getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go for a run with you.
1: <laughs> uh, I do my best because I really do enjoy running with others. So I fit it in when I can, but yes, it is, it is quite difficult. Um, a couple of times I've dragged people along for night runs. If they were training for something where they would have to run through the night, it's a good opportunity to practice it. Mm -hmm. Me, But I, I run with old train when I can fit it in. Um, and I run with Mike's group from the running company when I can fit it in. Um, and I try and go to certain events and stuff as well. And, uh, you know, like that we have such a good running community down here. So I still want to try and be a part of it as much as I can. Mm. But, but, yeah, definitely. I, I, I find sometimes if work's been full on or very unpredictable, I can have a three-week stint where I, every run is by myself because it's just I can't line it up with people. Mm. I have to just, oh, I've got a spare minute now. I'm going. Yeah, i fit it in. I, I, for instance friday last week i had a gig out at Hadsman. um and i was going to i went to where i was playing and there was um, a place for me to get ready and have a shower and everything so i went a little bit earlier i set up everything and then i went for a run excellent just fitted in i had 30 minutes and i went and did a quick 30 minute run straight back got ready played the show
0: do you feel like that was um the, the, the times where you've played after doing that I don't know how often you've done that but that the performances were even better or something like it, just because there's been so much neuroscience now around what happens to our brains when we go for a run um, yeah. and it's really positive so things like um, education outcomes are much more improved if kids have gone out and done a little bit of exercise for example before they sit down and do maths and, and reading and stuff so I just wondered whether that you felt like that gig, for example, just went smoothly or you had more energy? I don't know. just was better.
1: So I definitely will always try if I know I've got a show on that night. Uh, it's a bit harder when it's a day show, but if it's a nighttime show, at some point in that day, I'll try and do something. It doesn't have to be a run. I'm, I really enjoy rock climbing at the moment or paddle boarding, but just something physical, something where I'm going to um, sort of exert myself a little bit, even if it's only for 30 minutes. Um, because yes it's I've noticed um, the change in my performances since mm. doing that, it makes a map
0: yeah it's fascinating really I am um, yeah. like the the neuroscience is actually still quite new relating to all of this uh, it always amazes me just how much we don't know about a brain that we've always had <laughs> along with the body like we just don't know no, we don't we hardly know anything it's crazy <laughs> and exciting all at the same time yeah um, <laughs> I wanted to talk just a little bit about that crazy run that you did a couple of years ago as a fundraiser at your place. What? Tell us a little bit about that because there might be people who weren't aware of it at the time. I just thought it was really cool.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the the basics of it, it was um, it was just around the time that Tassie actually went into that first lockdown. It was kind of the only one we really ever did, wasn't yeah. it? it was, yeah. um, It was like six, eight weeks or something, whatever it was. Anyway, it was around that time the idea was formed um, because we weren't allowed to go and run places and I was sort of a bit more stuck. So I I live on five acres um, and I started to sort of carve a bit of a track in because I needed somewhere to run because I was going crazy and I wanted to run on a trail. So I thought if I just – I basically just put some flags down and I thought if I run on this enough times – I'll wear it down. <laughs> I was sort of main, that was my starting point. And then typical sort of me, um, I couldn't just leave it there. Um, and it escalated to, um, I had a group of runners come around when we were finally allowed to have people again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was capped at like 10 or whatever it is. And we had a little um, like afternoon runs and laps, have a few drinks and sort of barbecue and catch up and stuff like that. And that broke the track in even more and it started to wear in. And then I started putting some gravel on it and just neat bits and, um, and stuff like that. And then, uh, unfortunately, um, at the time, one of my best mate's wife was um, diagnosed with cancer, with mm-hmm. breast cancer. And um, I had this track and I just saw an opportunity for us to do something um. For a charity of for a charity that was to do with cancer, mm-hmm. and um and so this crazy idea to run for twenty four hours around this little track I'd built was born. Yeah. Um, the track was is exactly one kilometer. It, I measured it with one of those you know those wheels you would have had at school where you walk along okay. and yeah yeah <laughs> I measured it with one. Plus I used GPS to double check it and it was exactly one kilometer with um. 42 meters gain and loss per lap, and um, and we called it. Uh, so we had the event and we called it. Ange's kicking it 24 hour run. Um, the phrase about because Ange has a wicked sense of humor, and so her whole thing the entire time she was um, battling the cancer was that she was. <laughs> I probably can't say it, but she was she was kicking it in the and I'll leave it at that. That was you know the. And um and we loved that. So we called it Angus Kicking It Twenty Four Hour Run. Um we had musicians live streaming from my studio here. Um we had a lot of good publicity and stuff and we, we um she chose the charity, so which was um Love Love Your Sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was the guy I, I don't know if you remember, he unicycled around Australia. I, I his, have
0: certainly heard of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, I think he was an actor or something and he, and he did his sister got cancer and he did this massive unicycle around Australia and that's he's the one who started that charity and it went from there um so yeah I ran for 24 hours around my backyard and try to complete as many laps as I could um I ended up doing 104 laps so 104 kilometers and four one hundred 168 meters gain or whatever it was, something like that. Yeah. I just, I just over 4,000 meters gain um, and loss. And we raised, it was around the 12 and a half grand mark.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well Which done. was like, I set the goal at five and thought that was being too ambitious. <laughs> and we passed five so quickly, I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, move the goalposts here because. <laughs> This is going bigger than I thought it was going to. And it did. I ended up on, like, we talked about it on Win News, Southern Cross, uh, Chile FM, LA FM, um, The Examiner, I think The Mercury, like all these different platforms that I didn't expect it to get on. I had businesses in town donating things and um, like they might, I had a like Method Plus Action, the gym. They gave us some uh, memberships to sort of give away as a prize. And stuff like that, so it's awesome. Like I just got so much, it became such a bigger thing than what I expected, and which was really cool because then all I had to do was just try and run around in circles for 24 hours. Great. Right.
0: And how did you find that the running around in circles for 24 hours?
1: Um. Well, I should mention I was actually quite sick going into it, so the the run was I started at lunchtime saturday and was finishing lunchtime sunday because i wanted to sleep and i don't like getting up early <laughs> um so i i woke up in the middle of the night sort of thursday night or early friday morning um feeling really really sore like um under my armpit in where the lymph nodes are uh, that's yeah. really really hurting and so i got up i was like i was just gonna get a glass of water and, and i got up and i fainted um pretty no. much like on the way to the kitchen all right okay this isn't good I went back to bed and I managed to get into like an emergency appointment at, with my doctor that morning which was really lucky and um I basically I'd had a cut on my hand and then it got infected I didn't realize and I had um like a sort of a bit of blood poisoning going on <laughs> and it, my lymph nodes which was why I was having that pain there uh, so I asked him if I should do the run or not and uh, he was He's not my doctor anymore, but at the time he's also a mate as well as a doctor and a runner himself. And he went, oh, yeah, you should be right. (laughs) We went for it. He gave me some antibiotics, but they didn't really kick in until well after the run because it takes a little while. Um, So when it came time to do the actual run, I was having a lot of uh, issues with body temperature because I was going through fevers. Mm Mm-hmm. know i had quite a few sets of clothing laid out because i expected to need to change and and it was also in august so it was winter and i expected to be cold overnight and all of that and i went through every item of clothing i had because i would sweat so and then i would freeze straight after i just went through this cycle particularly through the worst of the night um, over and over and it was quite funny so Jono and amy um, were supporting me on that. I'm sure everyone knows Jono and Amy. They've been on already, haven't they? They have, say? yeah. Yeah, yeah. earlier on. Um, I ended up wearing some of Jono's clothes because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to wear, which is quite funny because there's a there's a considerable height difference between the two of us. There is. Look, wearing a crop top is great. <laughs> but the hardest point was sort of that 4 a.m. If, if anyone's done a 24-hour, they probably can vouch for this. 4 a.m., or 3 30 ish onwards until the sun comes up is the worst it just feels like you've been in the dark for so long you've been staring at that one little spotlight for ages Mm. all the fatigues really starting to ramp up it's really tiring you just want to sleep Mm. you don't even have muscle soreness anymore you just want sleep but the funny thing is as soon as that first bit of light came up it was like a complete reset i hadn't stopped but it felt like i'd been rested yeah. and so 6 37 the sun was properly up i started to feel better and better and i actually had a pretty good final five hours up until lunchtime mm-hmm. because it was just like i guess it's a natural um sort of thing with the sun and nighttime. time and
0: day. yeah
1: yeah so as soon as it came up my body started to wake up and feel better and and um, all of that but the the few hours that were just before it were just horrendous it's so the that
0: we- melatonin that's what i'm trying to think what is that stuff called it's, <laughs> it's all that stuff to do with the sun and not the sun and, and probably that lack of sleep and all of that it's um
1: yeah well um, if you were to sleep um based on the sun you'd probably have quite a good cycle um but so you don't do that i don't do that no which adds <laughs> an advantage going in into- <laughs> I at least got through the the 1am 2am sort of mark all right it wasn't until that 3 34 which is when I would probably go to bed from gigs that it really
0: yeah really kicked in oh so I guess for me I'm thinking having done you know I've done I don't know 60k is the furthest i furthest that's the furthest <laughs> I've been but um, it's what goes on in your mind that pushes you past you know, even you said then that how hard it was between the you know three a.m. and when the sun finally came up, just what it takes uh, mentally to keep going. When especially when when we do these runs, especially these long runs, nobody's making us do them. <laughs> like we're yeah. we are voluntarily putting ourselves through this. And I've certainly had those conversations with myself. I don't have to do this, <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah blah blah, while I'm in the middle of pain or whatever is in some long run. What. How do you get yourself through those moments?
1: I mean, that's actually an excellent point. I remember Jono at one point saying, remember, you chose to do this. And said, yep, you're right. And that, that's actually a really good point. You've got to remember that. Um, otherwise, why are you there? Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of, like, if I were to talk, like, the best things to help push you through, um, surrounding yourself with good people is definitely a good start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right support is, is massive. Um, so I had Jono and Amy and I had mum and dad and that was sort of the, that was the main group. But then I also had friends call in and other family members call in and stuff on and off. And um, I had a few volunteers help out with it also. I had at least one person on lap counting duty at all times. Um, hour shift or two hours or something. And, and that was really, really good too. So I'd see a new face every now and then as well um so in terms of if we talk about just purely that 24 hour i actually think it was not not the easiest way to do it but the fact that every lap i came round past them again
0: yeah
1: you know i was constantly around people they could come and run laps with me you know i could i was never really left alone now i've done ultras where i've dnf'd i've done a few i've had a few dnfs which is just part of it um and the thing I struggle with most is the big sections where you're on your own and you start getting in your own head, mm. and um, and I'm still learning about that. Like I, uh, so if I were to say what 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 should you do about it is just keep learning from each one because yeah. I've had plenty of DNFs and then I've had successful ones as well, and and each time I've learned something new or you know it, you just sort of get, you get better at it definitely
0: yeah it's interesting I spoke to um Pat Farmer so he's one of Australia's ultra distance superstars and he said something about he really likes the old the the long run he does the multi day ones as well because they break you down and then build you up again So he has this kind of hole so it's almost like at the end of the run you're kind of a new person to a degree because you've it's kind of broken you down. I thought it was kind of interesting way to, to put it. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that, that is. I, I can't say that's how it crosses my mind, but mm. actually, that's probably the best advice I could ever say in terms of running in general is that you've got to figure out what works for you because we are yeah. all so different. Because what you just said then didn't relate to me at all, yeah. but that's just because it's just not how I would think about it. Yeah. And I think we all are very individual in that. And that's whether you're doing a 5K or an ultra or whatever like you've got to figure out why you're doing it hmm. do you enjoy it and um what is it that gets you through it
0: why did you enter in the first place like some of the people I talk to there they only enter say i was I've spoken to heaps of people who do these multi-day events <laughs> like making me think it's even possible um they just want to uh, get to the cutoffs like right, each day that's all they care about they don't And they just want to finish, um, you know, their their ideal is to finish before a cutoff and that's it. They don't care about anything else. They don't even care about the medal. They just, to to them, that's their goal. Other people, they want the goal, they want the medal or whatever. And other people obviously have, you know, time goals and stuff too. So, you know, there's lots of, and other people say, actually, I hate the event. A number of people said that. I hate the event. I really like the training. So that's why they sign up to the things and, Usually turn up, but it's the training
1: yep. they really enjoy, not the yeah. I probably swing that way a bit more too. Yeah. I really enjoy the training approach and the training blocks that you do in the lead up to stuff. Yeah. Um, but I definitely get nervous about events too, so that doesn't help. I always get nervous. I can't help it. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> yeah I, I just I don't know why. There's no reason to because all I'm ever doing is just wanting to finish, but I do get very nervous about them. So yeah. I enjoy more. Yeah.
0: Do you get nervous um, when you're doing a gig? You must get a bit nervous, I suppose, but how do you compare it to say doing an event?
1: Um, They're very similar actually. And my sort of thinking on it is the the reason you're nervous is because you care. Mm -hmm. Like I actually get more worried when I'm not nervous. Yeah. So when I first started playing gigs, I did a lot of cover gigs um and I was doing that a lot more and 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 over time I've branched into doing my own stuff and now I only do my material Mm -hmm. I don't I don't play those sort of pub cover gigs anymore and towards the end of those gigs I was definitely not nervous anymore but I also didn't care I was just over it and I can tell the difference so now when I have a show coming up and I'm nervous a bit jittery before I get on I actually I really like it because I know that it means I care and I'm going to be focused and I'm I'm ready to put all into it. And that's why I'm nervous. Yeah. The only difference then between that and running is that I don't like how it feels when I'm running. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think with this thing, we, you, I, I've done a lot of um, presentations, a lot of workshops to p- public, a lot of that stuff over the years in my work career. And I get nervous before I start talking. And then yeah. once I start talking, usually... It all settles down and everything flows really nicely, but it's almost like you have to, as you said, I think that level of energy doesn't come if you don't have a little bit of nerves or at least for most people. I have heard people talk about it. And the same when I'm running, I'm very nervous before the start of a race, no matter the level of it, whether it's a marathon with thousands of people or a tiny little local race, I can be really nervous. But the moment I start running, it kind of, it just goes away. Yep. The nerves just disappeared. So that's.
1: Yeah, and I completely agree with that. I hmm. think, yeah, I think it's the exact same for me.
0: Hmm. Um, have You've had some injuries, Tim, with your running?
1: Which ones? <laughs> do you mean uh, recent?
0: Well, it doesn't matter. Any kind of injuries. Just want to, how do you, feel, when you do, okay. So yes, yes, you've had injuries. <laughs> so how do you feel when you can't run for a little while? I guess that's what we want to get into a
1: little bit. Yeah ever had that have actually stopped me from running um the first one is the reason I started looking into technique Ah. so I had that injury I wasn't really able to do much running I had a a knee brace on for a little while I I basically just damaged my patella tendon um and uh, yeah sounds serious (laughs) (laughs) but I wasn't too bad like uh, I was probably I don't know. I was pretty stubborn. I I was back to running reasonably quickly. And then I sort of injured it, re-injured it a few times like we all do. Um, But the reason it was injured in the first place was because of poor form. I wasn't striking the ground properly. There was too much shock going through the kneecap area and I was overloading that tendon and I did a multi-day thing and on day five it went and, so that was the motivator. So straight, the first thing I did was I, I went around finding people who know what they're doing mm-hmm. and tell me things about that stuff, which I think is actually a really good thing to do. Don't try and just sort it out yourself, surround yourself by people who know what they're talking about.
0: You mean not Google? I, I no. Google stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the balance physio in Launceston, there's a guy there who's awesome um, and Actually, there's been a few there that have been really good. Um, so they've they've helped me and I've worked on technique with them. Plus, I pick Jono and Amy's brains all the time um, and sort of various stuff like that. And I've asked my brother about it too. And so that was the motivation to do that. So I didn't notice the time off running because I was focused on wow. technique stuff. The second time, however, which is the most recent, I've um, hurt my back quite badly about four weeks ago. So mm-hmm. very and um, I have only run two or three times since, and only one of those has been without any back pain, and that has sucked. <gasps> I've not enjoyed the time off running at all. Yeah. Um, so, I guess the things I've been doing is try and find alternatives that are at least some sort of physical uh, activity. Mm-hmm. I've been rock climbing, that's been fine because I out a lot and i've just i've steered away from the more technical climbs and done the simpler ones and used it more as a stretching sort of exercise mm-hmm. um and uh, you know just so that i can also go and do something um other than that i've not been able to do that much so yeah it's it i don't need, yeah, yeah it really does <laughs> so
0: um this is a silly question and I don't – have you always called yourself a runner or do you call yourself a runner, I suppose?
1: I don't know. I've never thought of it like that. Um, You're a musician. but Are you, yeah. are you also a runner? <laughs> I'm a musician running. I think that's what I am. Say it again. I don't know. I'm a musician who enjoys running. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'd call it, But, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a runner. I do enough of it. I think you're a runner, but
0: it, that's my. But it's perception again. It's completely. There's no right or wrong answer. I've actually had people on here who've run for years, and they've said, Oh, I don't think of myself as a runner at all."
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's just not really a, something I think of yeah. that like that way. Um, whereas, if you had asked me about music, music, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a musician."
0: Yeah, of course, dude. <laughs> well, <Yeah>.
1: Definitely. <laughs>
0: um, I think how-
1: probably. I think the reason would be because running is still, the reasons behind why I run and all of that are still very tied in with music. Yeah. So the reason I run is because of being a musician. So to me, it all just comes back to that anyway.
0: Mm. Um, Well, I think it's all very tied into your identity, both music and running. They don't necessarily, um, it's not one or the other kind of thing. I think you're both... Both things are part of who you are. Like most of us, we have different things that we do um, that make up who we are. How long do you think you'll run for?
1: For as long as I can. I I mean, one of the motivators of learning the technique is that you can run for longer and with less injuries and Mm -hmm. less things to stop you. So, yeah, um, I would hope that I'm still running when I'm 70.
0: Well, that doesn't feel that far away for me now, so I'm planning to run well past 70. <laughs> I remember when I used to think that was a long time, long way away. Um, in When you moved to Europe, have you already looked at some races or, you know, because so, they have some pretty cool events over there. I just wondered, you know, because I know that you, you do like to, you know, enter at cool events and events that are, you know, uh, they have heaps of cool trail events and stuff. Have you looked at any that you...
1: My- yes, the one that I actually injured my knee on, um, the multi-day one, I'm going to go back and, and do that because I want to finish it. So,
0: Which one is that?
1: Well, it's not so much of an event. It's more like a running tour slash, you know, pub to pub thing too. It's, quite, it's with Chris Ord and if anyone knows who Chris Ord is, they'll instantly... Sort of go. Oh yes, that makes sense. Um, he runs a really cool tour. It's from one side of England to the other. It's called Coast to Coast Pubs Pub, to Pub. Oh, and wow. uh, it's so it's ten days of running. Various the sort of shortest day I think is around the twenty one k mark. Longest days are around the forty four. Um, all through just English countryside and mountainous areas and stuff like that, and you try a uh, sample all of the pints along the way as well.
0: <laughs> what if you don't like beer? Can you? <laughs>
1: There, are, there. Are, do um like gin or wine?
0: oh gin would be good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so it's not like a race or anything, and it's very, it's very casual and just lots of fun. But it's still solid running. There's big elevation and there's big days. Like forty four k is not a short distance, mm. and you add it up multiple days in a row. Mm. Um. So it's still actually a challenge, but it, it, with no competitiveness to it, um, we're making jokes and carrying on a lot of the time and probably would have a few too many beers and all of that sort of stuff as well. Um, so it's a very different approach. And that's uh-huh. sort of, I like trail running um, quite a lot when it's that kind of relaxed thing. I remember one of the first sort of, I think it was like the second trail race I ever did. Someone stopped at about one kilometre in, to this big climb and pulled their phone out, took a photo. I was like, "Ah, that's actually yeah, that's really cool. It is a really pretty um, scene right there. You take a photo of that." But having done more of the road running stuff beforehand, and and not have having I hadn't done trail as much at that point. Um, the road running is usually very time focused and mm. and all those things. You definitely want to stop because there's a pretty scenery to take a photo but i liked that i love that sort of concept of you know it's unless you're in the top like five or something which when most of us aren't we're most of us just running because we enjoy it and we enter the events because we like it you don't really need to worry like stop and take a photo
0: (laughs) and there's plenty of walking even amy said that when she was on like just because you're running or you're a runner doesn't mean you can't walk. And definitely in trails, there's lots yeah. of walking.
1: There's awesome. definitely, yeah.
0: I like that, um, that you were pointing out there with the taking the photos and stuff because it's, it's you're there, you're being there in the moment. You're not letting it all just rush past you um, like when you're road running because it's all about the time, as you said. It's, it's a different focus, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's places for both, but it's a completely yeah. different sort of focus i think if you're into nature and stuff trail running seems to be the direction you head i think with your running
1: places you've not been before and like i said unless you're a pro in the top 10 or something like there's no need for you to um stop yourself from enjoying moments like that and and having a little taking 10 seconds to stop and look at something and you might lose five places but like oh i went from 150th to 155th who cares yeah. <laughs>
0: So I saw that amazing sunrise or that yeah. cool view from up right yeah. there. Um, it just made me think of, um, have you met Benji? What's yeah. Benji's surname? Yeah. He, when yeah. he, I had him on the podcast and he made fell running sound amazing. You know, when you're in, in England, you just pop England. over to Wales and do some fell running.
1: Yeah, there's actually, there's a, a club nearby where I'm going to be living. So I'm, I'm thinking about going and giving it a go it looks like a lot of fun
0: (laughs) that looks like controlled falling yeah
1: yeah and the fact like for those who don't know fell running tends to work off the basis of no trail so there'll be a point that you run to at the top of a hill and then you come back down and it's pick your best route up there and so and the people who are really good at it know how to run those lines really well up there Mm. and pick the way that they go and those who aren't as good at it will probably take a slower way which should be me for the, until i can try and learn a bit more about it
0: or follow the people who are really yeah. good <laughs> i think that's what i do <laughs> i was just thinking then when you described it is there a way that like the people who are really good can't be seen by the people who are just learning so they well, get to learn their own i don't know do they start at different times
1: got to be able to keep up with them though oh, these aren't distant times like yeah. the thing that you're heading towards could be 10k in the distance Good point. there's lots of different ways they do it so yeah yeah, it's gonna be cool all right
0: i want to talk a little bit about your music in a minute before we wrap up but first um a question that i ask everyone is what do you think your life would be missing if you didn't run
1: um i genuinely reckon i would be a musician You wouldn't, wouldn't be
0: a musician, that's what you said.
1: I, I wouldn't have the career that I love.
0: You'd be, be- stacking shelves and woolies, like you said earlier. Something.
1: Well, I would have burnt myself out and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have. Running has provided me that break and something else to do so that I can continue being a musician and continue putting the work in for that stuff. So for me, yeah, my life would be missing my dream career. Yeah, I love that.
0: Um. So is there anything about running that you wanted to bring out to share with people that we may not, may not have touched on today?
1: I, I said it a little bit before, but we, I'll say it again. We're supposed to enjoy it. <laughs> like just remember why you're doing it and you are enjoying it. So pick your stuff based on that. You know, whatever one is, you're doing it because you like it. Yeah. There and is why you like it.
0: And it can hurt just because it hurts sometimes doesn't mean you don't still enjoy it. Like
1: there's
0: there's this thing. I don't young people like you, who are striving to go somewhere and I'm being a bit serious now who are actually, you get uncomfortable all the time, Tim, that's part of what you're doing. So you've got, you've got comfortable with being uncomfortable. There are a lot of people, not just young people, older people too, where their whole life is about searching for the most comfort that they can have. And as a result, their life doesn't grow and they get a little bit dissatisfied. I think that's what I see. Um, Running in part can teach you that it's actually okay to get uncomfortable doing something that you want to do or that you enjoy, because in the end, you do get a benefit from it. Um, All sorts of positive things come from running, just like they do from from your music. So you get uncomfortable with your music as well, because that's a big part of Anyone who wants to do really well in anything they're doing has to get uncomfortable.
1: And, to get. and you're also talking to someone who's heavily tattooed and so <laughs> more than happy to be uncomfortable to get something I like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little bit of pain. Well, I think yeah. it's been on one arm that I can see.
1: <laughs> uh, can't see is my entire torso. <laughs> oh, ow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was, that was a little bit of... Uh, uh yeah trying to encourage people to get uncomfortable i think it's important especially you know in a direction that's going to take you somewhere it's definitely getting a bit more uncomfortable bit more comfortable with being uncomfortable we all need to do a bit of that i think um have you got any tips for beginner runners before i talk a little bit about your music and what's happening at the moment
1: um that uh, i keep repeating myself but i think it's probably still the best thing i can say is find your reason Just find the reason that you're going to go and run. Um, And then it probably wouldn't hurt to go and surround yourself by people who are a bit more experienced. If you are really new to it, that's a really good time to build some good habits. And it can be simple stuff. It can be just like, I don't know, cadence or hip position or little, just little things that will help you um, start off on a really good... um, Good base. Good base, yeah. And, And those good habits early on. So you don't sort of you know, get two years down and then have to relearn how to do it all. Mm, yeah, Because yeah. you, you're probably going to get addicted to it because we seem to all get addicted to it.
0: We do. It's crazy. <laughs> in a good way. Um. All yes. right. I don't, I don't want to wrap this one up before we talk a little bit about what you're doing with your music right now. So you said that you're in the middle of um trying to, not in the middle, you're uh, doing an album right now. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on uh, new releases at the moment. Um, so literally as we speak, I'm partway through tracking. And um, so I'll be uh, wanting to release before I move away. I move away in June, mm-hmm. uh, the UK. So I'm going to be trying to release new music before then. Um, I'm also going to be doing some... Uh, a couple of shows before I go. One in particular will be a, a, is yet to be announced, but will be a big sort of final show in Launceston before I do leave.
0: Like a farewell uh,
1: thing? Yeah, kind of, but also just a last chance for me to just have a really good crackdown here at a, at a, at a cool event that I'm putting on. Oh, okay. um, so that, yeah, so that, that's sort of the things I'm doing at the moment. And if anyone is interested in sort of following the music side of what I do, um, you can literally find me on anything, so Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and I've got music on Spotify, Apple Music, and all of that as well. And and my new releases will be going up on all of that. I've got, um, you know, music videos on on um YouTube and and all of those sort of things, and it's all just literally under Tim Gamble's. I just do it under my own name.
0: Do you have a website? Yep. No, Tim so Gambles <laughs> Of course, Tim dot I will um put the links to the website and Facebook page and various other bits and pieces that I can find in the show notes too, to make it easier for people to jump on and follow your progress. Cause yep. it's very exciting. Um, you signed up to a label of sorts as well. Is that right? I don't understand how the music world works apart from what I see in the movies. So. <laughs>
1: yep. Which is not accurate at all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm signed to Jam Mountain Music, um, a great bunch of guys who are, um, I've been working with for the last little while and, um, and they're going to be working with me further once I go to the UK as well. Um, awesome. So they're helping with that sort of transition into, into moving countries and they've got a lot of really good contacts over there and, and all of that as well. So, yeah, so they've been an awesome backing,
0: definitely. That's awesome all right i'll say a massive thank you don't hang up though because i want to quickly say goodbye to you off as well but my first and only uh at the moment singing runner any other singing runners you want to come on and chat (laughs) you're welcome but i think um tim has shown just how amazing running can be for your life no matter what it is yet yet you do and obviously um you've even said you if it wasn't for your running you wouldn't be a musician so that's a pretty big tip for running
1: Exactly, definitely, and I I stand by that
0: 100%. So thank you for sharing um, all of that wisdom with running that you have, not to mention the music, and we'll all keep an eye on on what you're doing and best of luck for your move to the big Europe (laughs) via the UK. I'm sure you'll smash it.
1: Uh, Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon.
1: Bye.